The opening ceremonies for the oh, 2021 Olympics. Pass the torch. Yeah. Do you want to... Uh, and welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't, don't Matter. matter. Adder, adder. The final episode. Of this year. I hate when people do that fucking weird clickbait shit. No, I'm quitting. Yeah, whatever. Taking my ball and I'm going home. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't like that when... It drives when, me crazy. But I get it. You know, if it gets the views. Hey, guys, we this have something... This is our last episode. We have something very dramatic to tell you. Um, and then but they... unfortunately, it works. I think that... People get mad at it, but they click. So then it perpetuates the problem. Yeah, but you can see those coming a mile away, right? Like, yeah. hey, guys, we have some bad news. Katie and I have to talk to you about something. Something super serious. Yeah. They're like, super... we bought a puppy! Right. <laughs> just put the puppy on the... Thumbnail that gets clicks. There you go. People love a puppy. Puppies and boobs. Our friend boobs. Boobs always get clicks. You can't do that anymore. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that all the time. No, what what YouTuber are you watching? I'm reporting. Him, report him, you guys. Reported. That's what flies. Reported. Okay. Reported. Let's get this thing going. Um, happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone out there. It means nothing this year to me for some reason. It means everything to me. I'm having a tough time. Um, I'm trying to not fall into the pit of despair you're actually doing a great job you uh you're cheery when you start your day you're cheery when you end your day I you may be feeling it on the inside but you're outwardly i mean and i don't feel shitty all day every day but it's like i definitely am bummed out isn't that just another word for bummed out yeah <laughs> because it's like usually i feel like we've uh and not even accomplished just like had a lot happen over the course of a year and even though we've had things that we've done this year it just doesn't feel the same it's not like oh we've we've had all these things happen and accomplished things and done things with family and friends like it's just so limited i don't know i in a lot of ways of course it is uh it has been a trying year for everyone and mm -hmm. certainly we haven't done the things that we were hoping to do this year because you yeah. know what happened with or the pandemic. see friends and family develop relationships none of that but on the plus side there's been a lot of great things and i'm i'm thankful for it so uh, totally i mean there's silver lining to it i i just think there's a space for acknowledging the shit yeah and yeah, acknowledging sure. the the silver lining like you can do both i can be like wow that fucking sucks and also like you know but it's okay we're safe and we were able to do things and you know that yeah. you can do both i can hold both but um, I was trying to think of like, I don't really believe in resolutions like New Year's resolutions no. because I think that too often they're created by marketing companies, <laughs> not actually by uh, us and what we Valentine's think. Valentine's created by? By the, marketing companies, like Mother's the, Day, Father's Day. I think that was De Beers. Um, Makes the sense. Diamond Company started Why Valentine's you? Day. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made a movie with Hollywood. Uh, what is it? Uh, not Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, but... Uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, or maybe I don't know. There, I don't there's know. a movie that they. You should check your facts here. You're spouting a lot of things. Yeah, that's what I do. I tend to do that. But no <laughs> resolutions, no diets, just a few modifications. Well, I think it's more. It's it's not a resolution. It's like, uh, I don't even know what the word is. It's like self betterment. Like, what are some things that I didn't like that I did this year that I would like to try to shift? Like, I've been wanting to learn French and I planned on it, and then my uh, literary agents like how come you haven't started writing your book and I was like because I, I can't speak French yet I once learning, I learn how to speak was, French I will write my French book because I was learning is the Lord doing Rosetta Stone um, and so then I was like well fuck I gotta do that and so I'd like to get back to that 
I did read uh, Where the Crawdads Sing, and I want to read. I have two more books I want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to read more. Cool. Not wanna... a ton more, but, you know, because I don't want to be like, I got to read. This is the problem with resolutions. People are like, I got to lose this many pounds by this time, and I got to read a book a week or some fucking crazy shit that you don't can't keep up with. My resolution is to up my flexibility. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you going to do yoga? No, 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 no. Sean actually likes yoga with this guy, Dan Ward, that we love. We've talked about him here on the pod. And I have access to Dan's classes. Yeah, Dan's classes. He has them on where? Poweryoga.com. Yep. Which is run by, uh, I'd call Brian a friend, I guess. I've known him or did know him for like 15 years. Yeah. Well, my resolution is to stretch a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, And then I'm starting to use a kettlebell. So Yeah, Sean got a kettlebell that looks like a... A monkey. Ape. Yeah, some sort of primate. Uh, But... The weird thing about using a kettlebell is it goes against everything that I understand in terms of how you would move a weight. You know, usually it's a controlled movement. Well, this is a controlled movement, but there's like this swinging involved. Yeah, you and, swing it around. Which is terrifying. It is um, kind of terrifying. Because you think you're going to lose your grip. And, and those things are, that's why we need to, we need to put you in a padded room. Not because you're hey, crazy. Hey, 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 hey. Because you have the kettlebells that weigh. And, and they started off at like 35 pounds or something. Well, this one is. It's 36. But and why 36? What a random ass weight. To, I don't know. I swear people just do that for marketing purposes. Again, marketing. Maybe. Um, but maybe there's a reason behind it. I haven't gotten to it yet. Our but, friend Jesse, though, who does personal training, is certified as a kettlebell mm-hmm. person. So maybe ask him. Yeah, I will. He's a wealth of knowledge, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So this year has been weird. It's been fine in a lot of ways. We have a lot of friends getting sick with COVID right now. Yeah, it's, worrying it's sweeping me. the nation. Yeah. Like a bad dance craze. Yeah. And even my own mom was just telling my brother, like, don't, you know, don't come visit because she has, you know, she doesn't want to get sick. Concern. Concern. Um, it's just fucking scary. But we are healthy and happy. We are doing okay. It's just a little crazy making. Well, it's boring. I mean, I will I will say I'm that. Bored. When you start taking away uh, work or uh-huh. travel or entertainment yep what's there left well we had vacation and i think that's what pushed us over the edge which sounds ridiculous it's not that vacation isn't enjoyable but we took off a little bit of time we took two weeks and when you don't have that distraction even though that was like running us into the ground because we hadn't really taken many breaks and it's exhausting even though that was happening i mean we're still working that's the funny thing we took vacation but we're still working i that's why i said we go from heavy work or personally speaking i go from heavy work to light to medium work yeah i'm doing about 65 percent what i was doing before maybe less but yeah um, i'm doing maybe like 40 percent. the weird thing is what do you do with the rest of your time in a small space i'm looking at my belly button i'm finding lint <laughs> uh no it's 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 just interesting i don't want to spend this uh this podcast griping though i want to how's this griping we're just talking about things i know but everyone knows oh. everyone's going through the same thing it's festive we're here to it's entertain the of grievances tell me okay so because this year has been a lot of at home we've watched a lot of television like to the point like a lot would you say that it's to the point where we don't really enjoy seeing the tv turn on i don't really think that because i i enjoy my ncis still okay because i haven't seen it's like a whole new and there's like 14 seasons it's like when i started midsummer murders earlier this year and i was like oh Here's how I see the pandemic. Like when I look back many years mm-hmm. from now, uh, because I'm going to get through this, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, be fine. But looking back, I'm going to, as your memories of this year kind of fade or soften, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's already know. happening. Didn't like, I was like, remember in March, my mom and Larry were in Mexico? And I was like, get back. Oh, my God. The world. What is happening? Right. And that seems like forever ago. Isn't that weird that when you're in it, unless you keep a journal, I'm not going to remember all the details, but here's the way I see it happening. I'm going to be like, in March, okay, lockdown happens. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm like, well, I've got some free time. I'm going to look at some material in Netflix or Amazon and I'm going to kind of, uh, you know, catch up on some viewing. So that was a lot of fun because I was like, wow, there's a lot of shows. Well, we don't watch much of anything normally. And then the pages on the calendar turn, March, <laughs> April, May, like, June. I was like, shit, there's a lot of stuff on Netflix. But my appetite was waning, you know, so my evening television watching was, was changing. I, was, I wasn't as enthusiastic. Well, fast forward to, what are we, 10 months, 11 months into this? 10 months. No. Nine? Nine. 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 Well, nine, almost 10. Okay. It'll be 10 in like a week or two. And I know that this is going to go on for more time. Mm-hmm. But um, so yesterday, I think you caught me staring blankly at the uh, Netflix screen. You're like, are you going to choose something? And That's I was like, true. huh? You're making it up. No, I was I was flipping through the channel or through the Oh, the you titles, do that all the time. But it, there's nothing in it to watch anymore. I've watched what I want to watch. So now. Yeah, maybe. When the pandemic is over. But what I'm I was getting at. Cut the cord to the cord and mm-hmm. we're going to go outside. Mm, yes. But what I was getting at is we watched a lot of stuff on TV, like a lot. And so we've found ourselves watching YouTube videos of people riding mountain bikes because we used to love to mountain bike. And we watched. Still love it. And then that got us into cheese rolling, which I'll get to in a minute, which is hilarious. But we found ourselves watching this guy in France. In France. He's French. And he was on, it was a crazy fucking m- mountain biking race. Yeah. And a lot of skinny trails because that's how mountain biking usually is. But it went on okay, for so 45 minutes. It's the second largest hill in France. Yeah, we had to look it up because we were like, we want to go here. What is this place? Sometimes a thumbnail will really catch your attention on YouTube. And this looked really nice. It was from someone, the point of view. they start at the top of the mountain is what I would. Yeah. And that's why I saw it snow. And it's the largest glacier, I believe, in France. Um, And it's uh, Les Deux Alpes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So. We were like, it's part of the Alps. Yeah. (laughs) So we gathered from that. (laughs) Exactly. And so the race starts at the top of the mountain on the glacier. Mm -hmm. But the man is standing there filming. And in front of him is a line down the mountain of... There, Tons of people. There's like, got to be over 500 in front of me. Yeah, I was going to say about 1,000, but maybe 500. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell because they're on bikes. So The title of the video is from first or from 1,000th place to, to first. first place. Is it possible? And we're like, what is this? So he shows up and he shows you his friend, Max. He's like, okay, Max and I, we're going to ride. And he's saying things in French. I had to have Sean translate. So it's rough. But he, they start out at the top of the mountain. And this is my favorite part is uh, mountain biking on icy snow. Because if any of you have ever ridden a bike, when it's slippery, you don't ride the bike so well. People are falling all over the place. But this guy is fucking barrel. He's he's really good. He's like whining around people. And he's like, attention, attention. He's like, all around. People are sliding, wiping out. if you will, a marathon where there are just a, a sea of people and everybody Except falls down <laughs> now you take that marathon and you put it on a mountain there's mm-hmm. a sea of people on mountain bikes mm-hmm. on a glacier pointing really steeply down the hill yeah. and it is the best so they fall down anyway this guy the thing that wipe made... out city yeah there so are people we're watching... eating 
shit everywhere. Yeah, it's really funny. And this guy is winding around them. But the, the coolest and slash craziest part is he's like killing it, you guys. He's passing everybody. And we think he's about like fifth or maybe tenth in line to the f- Okay. To the beginning, but in the we be- estimate in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. he's way back. Oh, There's a way ton of back. people in front of him, so yeah. he races down the mountain. And the cool thing is that you start at the top of this this French Alps uh, ski resort, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. You can see for miles; like it's 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 just a wonderful vista. Mm-hmm. But the the course leads you down. What do we do? The math. It was. Uh, it wasn't right. 3,600 so. meters, but... Oh, it was height. They in, only tell you how high up it is. They don't tell you how many miles or meters they're riding. Yeah, so you see... It took 30, him 45 minutes. Yeah, and he makes it, like... It, it's so cool because the terrain changes. Every, like, two minutes, he's mm-hmm. in a different... Because you're going down. If you guys don't know, if you haven't been, like, in a mountainous region, there's different layers to mountains where they're called, like, the tree line. And you'll notice if you look at a mountain, there's, like, a line where the trees just can't grow, essentially. Because if the mountain's tall enough. Yes, yeah. it, because you get too, too high of an elevation. And you, they clearly are, I don't know if they're above it. Oh, they're way above it. You don't see any trees for a while. And then as he comes down, you start to see trees. And no, because they're on a glacier to start with. Then you start to see, as they keep going down, you see different types of foliage and different types of just looks. Anyway, it's very beautiful. And he's winding through. And then about... What do you think? Half, three quarters of the way? I think half through the ride. Three quarters of the way, for three, sure. His, his tire pops. His back tire is flattened. And we're like, well, fuck. Okay. If at you've this ever... point, he's made it from mm-hmm. way back at where he started the race. At yeah, like, he's like 10th like in line, I no, would say. When he started the race, he's, he's like yes, around 1,000 I was saying place. by then, and he was like 10th in line by the time his back tire popped. Yes, correct. That's what I was saying. He's made it all this way. And then his back tire pops. And Sean and I are like, fuck. Race and he is says, over. He says, I'm fucked. <laughs> and we're like, oh, no. Because if you've ever ridden a bike with even just not enough air in your tires, it is a goddamn workout. Right. So homeboy is flying down the mountain with a GoPro on his head. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's doing in crazy shape. twisty turns. Yeah. And he's it's it's nuts. They're bumping into each other. Then all of a sudden, he's kind of, he's made it through the, the, the lesser guys, right? Now yeah. he's in the front with some other really good riders, mm-hmm. but he blows his tire and then he's got all these switchbacks to do, like, le- you know, snaking yep. turns yeah, t- tight down turns. the mountain. And he keeps riding. And we thought, cause I honestly, personally, if my tire was flattened, I'd get out of that next wind when they go to see, and there's people waiting, remember? Like, yeah. yay, keep going. I'd be like, I'm done. Like, oh, for sure. Cause this is gonna be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. No. He doesn't give up. He People are passing him because he can't go as fast because like we said, if tire's flat, it's like really hard. He pushes through and about a quarter, like he has maybe like um, two minutes left on the ride and the inner, so you have a tube inside bike tires if you don't know and that's what you actually fill with air to keep your tire inflated. The tube comes out and wraps around the back tires. Now gears. we're thinking he's really done. I'm like, he's got to just pick up his bike and like run with it. Like, that's what I would have done. No, he can't pedal. So he runs and jumps on his bike and puts his feet on the front, you know, like right by the front tire. He rests his feet there because he can't pedal because it's stopping. It's in the gears, the rubber thing. And he doesn't have a pocket knife, which I don't don't understand why you would ever go anywhere without a pocket knife because he can't cut that out. So he can't pedal. His back tire is completely flat and he rides across the finish line with his feet. It's an awesome race. And he still probably got to like, what do you think? Like fortieth? Yeah, he finished nine hundred and sixty-first. It was amazing. It's one of it was so compelling. The footage. Usually, watching sports on YouTube, I'm like, eh, 
you know, crazy. after a couple of minutes, I'm like, cool, I got the gist. This was a oh. from the top of a mountain on a glacier all the way into the bottom valley. And it just kept going. And it was gorgeous. First of all, the sights. And he was super talented. Yeah. I was really bummed that his tire flattened because I wondered what place he would have gotten if that didn't happen because he was cruising past people, past people, past people. Yeah. So we get, we watch that. And then Sean's like, okay, so we watched the French version and I'm in the kitchen, like, I don't know, filling up water or getting food. I don't even know what. And he's like, now let's watch the British version. And I'm like, is British mountain bike? I go, do they even have big mountains like that in Britain? I said, they're big enough. They're big enough. And what do you put on? Okay. So next up, on the YouTube viewing document. Because we have nothing else to talk <clears throat> about or watch. Yeah. This video is called uh, Cheese Rolling at Cooper's Hill, Gloucestershire 2016. I'm going to put links to these videos because you have to see it. You've got to watch. So Th this is just tremendous footage. And this is why the internet can be such a wonderful place <laughs> to spend your time. Because who would have known? I don't even, I still don't really understand cheese rolling. Do I don't understand people from the UK because this is not the first time I've heard of dangerous things like this happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so we, we watched the video and then Katie was, you were gaga over it. And so was I, I was like, Why this is died laughing. Yeah. And it's... really, if you need a chuckle and you want to see people being injured for your enjoyment, th this is the video. But they're doing it willingly. Like yeah, yeah. it shows as they're rolling up with the film. It's like, well, don't, don't, don't spoil it yet. Well, no, I was going to say there's a sign that says like, you know, do it your own risk kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you, that's before you've even seen what this is. Yeah, the camera settles on a on a warning sign. It says, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah, very like, dangerous. Yeah, do it your own risk. We're not liable. So Katie and we're like, go on. Tell us more. Yeah. So first it's the men. And. So I'm going to set it up. Yeah, there's like a dude in a white suit. Well, just like. With a cheese and a stick. Go ahead. What's, I don't know. He says to, the roll of cheese in a stick. Yeah. So we're looking at a mountain. <laughs> the camera is at the bottom of a mountain it's, and it's a nice green hill. And there's a sea of people at the top of the hill. It's a very mogul hill. Yeah. Lumps uh, and bumps. There's no snow. It's just grass, long grass <laughs> and bumpy hill. It looks like summertime or spring or something. And then there's a carnival barker wearing a weird hat yeah. from the 1940s, like a derby hat or no, not a derby, but whatever. It's, it's like, a tall top hat. Yep. And a weird coat and a stick a and a wheel stick. of cheese. And the stick has like uh, tassels on the end. It was a definitely an official stick. Uh, so Buddy puts the stick in the air, I believe. I could be well, wrong. Well, and he says wrong. like, your marks, kiss it. throws the cheese down the mountain. I didn't think he threw it. And then everyone goes running down the mountain. I didn't think he threw the cheese. Didn't he? He threw I thought something. he just said, ready, go. And then oh. they all start going. Okay. So these people, they, I thought he rolled it. I don't know. We'll I don't watch. know the rules. We'll have to replay. Actually, we have a letter. Are we ready? Sure. So anyways, long story short, we watch a lot of cheese rolling. And I encourage all of you to do the same because people willingly hurl themselves down these mountains, these, these bumpy, lumpy mountains. And the person who gets down fastest gets a, a cheese ball. A, 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 what do you call that? A wheel of cheese. A wheel of wheel cheese. Wheel of. of cheese. And they have these rugby guys. It looks like rugby guys. At the bottom of the area with which they're competing, like so the end of the race, they have a line of guys like linked up rugby players to essentially stop you from just, com I don't know. Completing your death? Yeah, flying down the mountain continuously okay. until you crack your head open. So imagine if you will, 
a steep hill and you're trying to get down it. And you're wearing jeans, would you sneakers. Would <laughs> run down the hill or would you look for something, you know, a ginger path to kind of just... I wonder what the rules are. Okay, I'd bring a sled. The fastest person down the hill. Bring a sled. No, I think you have to be on your feet. Could you have it on your pants? <laughs> pants sled. Pants sled. So, okay, you can read your letter, okay. but it, it comedy ensues for, it's like 15 minutes of insanity. It's, it's, you guys, and there's... We got to laughing because there's this redheaded girl in the so men go first, then the then the women, and then they have children run up the hill, and the first person to run to get up gets the cheese ball. Cause different categories. Then the women run up, the men run up, and whatever. But the the downward of the men and women was the most hilarious. And the there's a woman on the left hand side of the screen when you watch this video who has red hair, is wearing a great a gray shirt, and she ooh, she had a different technique. It was called. Foot head, foot head, foot head. Fall and as big and hard as balls. Fuck man! One time she she so She's she like up she here. tumbled and her leg stiff leg. You, know, you ever have a stiff leg where you, you jam your knee you know, when you're running or something? You don't, it's not bent properly, so it's like so, gives you the tingle. Well, her knee looked like it locked in place, which turned into a uh, pole vaulting. Yeah, and then she flew in the air did like a flip landed on her head her head stiff legged it and then she flipped again Ooh. it was it was crazy and i don't know why so we have a letter from someone but i don't know why there isn't any body armor or helmets worn like at least put on a helmet well i mean they where are really, the bragging rights in that they you don't see people running the bulls and, they really tumble yeah like really tumble <laughs> okay so i'd asked on instagram i was like hey if you know what cheese rolling is, please send us an email because we think this is crazy and hilarious. Okay. It says, hi, Katie and Sean. I hope you both are well. OTDM is getting me through quarantine and pregnancy, honestly. Well, yay. I'm glad we could help. I just saw on Katie's Instagram about cheese rolling and I have some weird British knowledge. Lay it on us. Number one, the youngest person to win the cheese rolling competition was 22-year-old Max McDougall. Never walked again. He tripped and tumbled down the hill, but somehow still won. Number two, eight people were struck by lightning. What? And died in 1982. They took a short break and continued? What? <laughs> what? I guess the British people are tougher than we give them credit for. They are tough. Super tough. Number three, there's roughly, and this does not surprise me, there's roughly 30 to 50 injuries every year. Oh, yeah. And not just by contestants. A lot of spectators get hurt too. Well, they are wildly flinging themselves down the hill. I don't understand. Uh, well... No. A lot of the spectators, I believe, are at the bottom with the rugby people yes, catching on the edge. Them. Yeah. So that's that's not a bad place to be. No, but and it's not a great place to be. They're really flying at you. Great viewpoint, dangerous. Just like when you're at a race car event, you don't sit on the outside you of know, the turn. We know those stupid people. What's that race that they do where there's no like boundaries? There, it's like out. Is it in the Baja or something? And yeah. people are right outside, like wanting to touch the cars. Oh, rally car racing, just in general. You yeah. guys idiots macho to touch the car that I think flies by you that's why women live longer macho macho man i don't want to be killed by a car macho macho okay I'll, I'll workshop that okay um but what was i gonna say i was gonna say something else oh you're reading her letter. i know but i had something else i was gonna say and then i anyway okay number four every year there's a weird headline such as dozen dozens injured as cheese roll goes crackers <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I think they do roll the cheese down the mountain. 
and maybe you're, you're trying to catch the cheese we should probably read off to google when we're done with this i'll i'll google more should we go i would love to see a cheese roll so going back to that thing where i was talking about vacationing as often or not vacationing but seeing the world mm-hmm. what if you set up all your um if, like travels around events such as cheese rolling? running of the bulls I don't want to see running the bulls. In oh, there. I want to see that. No, I want to see. Don't they kill it? I don't. No, they don't kill it. No, the people get killed, or the bull gets killed, or something happens. One time, bad. I saw a man get a horn through his leg. That was pretty bad. But I no, the bulls don't die. <sighs> that's that's uh, bullfighting. I don't want to go see bullfighting. Mm. That's gross. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't want to support any hurting of peoples or animals. But the cheese rolling, I'm down. Cheese rolling. That's the caveat. Also in Scotland where they have that, they roll that barrel down the, what are people telling us when we were there? Well, I yeah. want to go back to Elgin, but they roll that barrel down the the main street? No, it's down a mountain. And again, they but that time they light the barrel on fire. We talked about this. Remember yes, was, but I'm just saying that, and then I want to see that. Yeah. And I want they, to be there for that. If you get run over by the barrel of, tr- of burning wood, uh, that's good luck. So, so people try to get hit by it? I don't know so much if they try to. It seems kind of dangerous. I'd let my friend take one for the team. I'd, I'd, wrap, I'd have to be dressed up like in some kind of armor again. Again, helmets. Helmets, people. Invest in helmets. Um, okay, and then I can't believe eight people were struck by light. <laughs> they took know, a short break terrible. and continued. Question mark. Okay, number five. Last random cheese rolling knowledge. It's apparently been dubbed the world's most dangerous foot race. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Uh, <laughs> Why doesn't any... I mean, and they do it eagerly. This is what I was going to say. Remember, I was like, I was going to say something and then I forgot. My favorite people, and these are the people that I would be. I'm competitive, but I'm not stupid. Therefore, I'd high step it, baby. Remember those people that were like, and they didn't fall. They like leaned back and their feet are going like 100 miles a minute. And they were like way slower than everybody else. You know, everyone's an armchair quarterback until they rolled the cheese. And then they try and do it. And dude... What's Mike Tyson famous for? Um, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. You know, like, oh, okay. and and I think in the cheese rolling world, you have a plan. You you see it, you're like, you know what? I'm going to take the this path. You Just like skiing, you pick your path, your line. Mm-hmm. You don't just go willy-nilly down the mountain. You don't really get a chance to pick a path because you're like in a group and then they're like, go. Yeah. And like so wherever you want to be are. first out of the gate or, you know, get trampled. It's nuts. So people, there, nuts. there's about 80 people cartwheeling down a mountain. It is. It's so wild. And I don't even know how far they actually go. What do you think it is? Like, like a hundred feet? Uh, it's about the distance of a football field. I would you say. You think it's that far? Yeah. It looks like it. Oh, see, I was thinking maybe like 50 yards, like half. I loved seeing them run up the hill. The running up. See, that would be more my jam. It's still difficult because it's like lumpy bumpy and it's super fucking but steep. But all of a sudden they get tired. Yeah. They start out fast. And then they fast. start falling backwards. <laughs> Like you see them, everyone's like tearing up the hill, especially the little kids and kids have so much more energy. So yeah. that little kid, the, the, the redheaded kid, no, it was, yeah, I think it was, but he runs up the hill and he had so much energy. He must've had like a bowl of fruit loops or something to start his they gave lucky him, charms. I gave him some pickups or what's the, the pickup sticks, the ones that you just, the six, just oh, straight sugar. Yeah. He was high on pixie sticks for sure. Oh, so pixie he flew sticks, up the mountain, but then he, his, his plan didn't work because he got real tired real quick. So he, he burnt out about halfway fast. and then he flipped over backwards and he took out like four people behind him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. He, he was I like, I did see people fall forward. So when they're climbing up, cause they like lose their footing or they mm-hmm. get tired and then they end up crawling on all fours. That's how steep it is. I wish we had a camera angle from the side so we could see just how intense the incline is. Anyways. 
It's way better than American Ninja Warrior. I would watch. I would watch Cheese Rolling for at least a good forty. Well, probably three hours. Let's be honest. That's how you know you love cheese more than the regular person that you're willing to risk a broken more, clavicle. I think it's more about I cheese rolled. You know, being able to say it to brag. Maybe. I wonder if you get a T-shirt. You should, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the last, uh, Bethany says, yeah, we might be a little strange in the UK. Ah, ha, ha. And that's Bethany P. Thank you, Bethany. Thanks, Bethany. I um, appreciate the clarification. Yes. And I want to look up more about it because I'm curious, like, you know, where it started, what it is, how mm-hmm. far they go, how you know, all that stuff. Yeah. It looks like they go pretty far, uh, far enough to, to get injured. There was one girl I saw. I think she's from 2019 and she's, she's in an arm brace and her head is tweaked. She's like, okay. Oh, here it is. I did it. And she's got her her cheese cheese in her hand. Um, Okay. You have the rules. The Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake is an annual event held on the Spring Bank Holiday at Cooper's Hill near Gloucester in England. Gloucester? Oh, Gloucester. You're right. I added an H in there. Gloucester. I added an H. Participants, this tells us, race down the 200 yard, so two football fields, Mm -hmm. Long Hill, after a round of double Glou- Gloucester? Gloucester cheese is sent rolling down it. The event was traditionally held by and for the people who lived in the local village of Brockworth, but now people from all over the world come and take part. The Guardian called it the world-famous event, and winners with winners coming from Canada, <laughs> hey, the Canucks, Australia, New Zealand, and Nepal. That's, wow, Nepalese. That's crazy. Hmm says the face of the hill itself is concave and hence cannot be seen. Oh, they have like a photo. You can't really tell. Yeah, the, that's it. When, it is. when you're filming it from the front, looking up the hill, you don't really see it. But when the people were running up the hill, mm-hmm. specifically, that's when I was like, well, there's a steep Yeah, it's super. Arch. All of a sudden. Also, when they... Okay, so the best part is that they, they're picking up speed from the start line. When mm-hmm. you're going down the hill, everything looks okay. Everyone gets in about 10 good steps. And Before you're like, oh, that's pretty good. they start taking tumbles. Well, yeah, because sometimes it looks like there's like a six foot drop, and that's when they go. Well, they, ass over they, it's like they put their try to put their foot down, and it doesn't hit anything. Mm. But that's why I think the smartest was that one high stepping woman was leaned way back, and she was just letting her feet, t- you know, do their best. You know what I would do for mm-hmm. safety measures? Yeah, I would lie down at the starting line, but instead of going forward, like my eyes forward, I would lie down and turn sideways, and I would just roll, so, like just roll, roll the whole hill. That would be my technique. What's I'd, your technique? I'd roll myself in bubble wrap first and then take a tumble. Ah, safety Susan strikes again. I know. I really want to sled on my bum. I want to just scoot. Scootily doot. Okay. But, okay, so let's learn about the cheese for a minute and then we'll move on. The cheese currently used in the event is seven to nine pounds. Ooh. Double Gloucester. Mm. A hard cheese traditionally made in a circular shape. Each is protected for the rolling by a wooden casing around the side and is decorated with ribbons at the start of the race. Formerly, three cheeses were presented by parishioners and the cheeses were usually rolled by them. Whoever brought it got to roll it. A so collection, whoever brung it, roll it, right? Whoever, if you roll it, well, I don't even know. I don't have a good saying for that. A collection is usually made now to purchase them as well as sweets and also to provide prize money. So okay. whoever wins, wins some money the current supplier is a local cheesemaker diana smart and her son rod who have supplied the cheese since 1988 that is hilarious so if you want to get your your town on the map Mm -hmm. here's what i'm thinking this is perfect marketing to make it worldwide you just have to come up with a silly fun game and then just start holding the tournament 
as the town yeah. or you know what I mean? The guy with the hat is the MC, the master of ceremonies. Oh, okay. He's the one that starts the race. He my rolls beard the is cheese. Tickling my nose. Well, it's because it's really long and bushy. Okay. So I encourage all of you, check out cheese rolling. It's a, a nice, clean, fun watch. Looks like anyone can participate. <laughs> it does. Um, the thing that's surprising is there's only a few people who actually are dressed for the occasion. Like most people are wearing like jeans and like tennis shoes of some sort and like a blouse or like a sweatshirt or. Warning, do not take this lightly because the people in the jeans typically don't look like they're as flexible tumbling down the hill. Nobody looks flexible tumbling down the hill. It's true. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's okay. all it's all crazy. Okay. We have another letter. Should I just roll? Yeah, roll into the Speaking letters. of rolling, let's roll right in. Roll that cheese, Katie. Roll that cheese. Greetings from sunny Tanzania. Tanzania? <gasps> wow. wow. Is, Is that where Tanzanite comes from? I don't know. Google it. Uh, I was, you that, have your phone? I was trying to pick your brain, but I'll... I How would I know? I don't know? I'm not a gemologist. I'll say yes. <laughs> I hope your holidays have been lovely. They have. I've been a big fan of the opinions that don't matter. Adder, adder, adder for some time now. Nice. You wanted to hear fans from Africa. Well, here I am. Straight from the home of Zanzibar, Mount Kilimanjaro, and the Serengeti and Safari. We have a Zanzibar here in Santa Monica. And Zan Katie and I went there to dance we one, used on to. a first date. It was our first, first date. date. We did. We went dancing. Zanzibar. Tricked you. I don't dance. But I know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So um, it's all the way from Zanzibar. Oh, no, they're not from Zanzibar, but they no, are but from No, but they're Tanzania. from Africa, you know, straight from the home of. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. I loved hearing about Molly, and now that she's doing better, yes, she is doing much better. Thank you. And all of your other pets. My question is, do you have any funny pet stories from your childhood? Well, Sean had the cat whose tail fell off. Oh, yeah. Um, But funny pet stories. Oh, I have a good one. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. So back in, had to be... I don't know, like elementary slash maybe getting towards middle school. I was probably like eight years old or 10 years old. Me and my friend Jenna both had guinea pigs. Okay. We love guinea pigs. We have Bianca and Alfalfa and they were great. And then I feel like we had another one. I forget. But I feel like we had one more. Uh, I think his name started with an S. My mom will probably Sam. watch this and correct me. We had more clever names than that. Okay. Maybe like Snuffles or something. Anyway, so... We had Bianca and Alfalfa, and then my girlfriend Jenna had, her mom had gotten her some guinea pigs too. And I was over at her house because we, we would play, you'd let them out. And if you haven't had guinea pigs, when you let them out of their little cages that you have, they like to run the, the perimeter of your rooms. And then they like, so in order to play with them, you usually have your legs like out to a Y and they'll run around like between you and your friend's legs and you put your feet together and run. And they make a little squeakies like, wee, 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 wee. well, I was over at her house and at this point her it was her and her mom who lived together but her mom's mom so her grandmother w had taken ill and they'd taken her in and she was fine but she just needed more care and so they decided you know they had an extra bedroom and so she moved in and we had lost uh i think his name was peanut butter we had misplaced peanut butter the guinea pig he had gotten out misplaced well he just ran loose he and we got it had the other one but peanut butter was on i don't know and so we went looking for him and we you know you're looking all along the perimeter and we're looking behind the couch and and we're like well he couldn't have gotten here the doors closed check the bathroom we'd close doors as we cleared the rooms you know just very we're just figuring it out it was clear shut the door and we're walking back towards the living room and her grandma's watching some kind of news or i don't know soap opera lord knows and we hear screaming. 
Now, peanut butter likes to run in little areas, right? And grandma uh, has her leg straight out resting on her footstool and it ran up her pant leg and refused to come out. (laughs) So we had to get carrots, put them at the end of her pant leg to get peanut butter to come out. That's a funny animal story. Yeah, that's pretty. It went right up grandma's pants. Most excitement grandma had had in like 20 years. Oh. oh. But she was she was like, get that thing out of here. And we're like, you can't stand. You're going to step on. You know, we were really worried about peanut butter. So that's what happened. Peanut butter, velour pants, and grandma. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. A story for the ages. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any other funny ones? You told some about. You know. I had a dog named Chachi, mm-hmm. my childhood Chachi. best friend. And Chachi was not, he was a rule breaker of a dog. Maybe it was lack of training. Maybe it was just crazy genes. I don't know. But that dog would not listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a big dog. I remember two accidents he had when I was a kid. And uh, one of them, we were driving down the road and you have the window down. The dog's like <laughs> breathing out the window, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and he jump out? Oh, yeah. He jumped out. Uh, but we were on our street, so it was, we weren't, oh, you weren't going, that, going that fast. Maybe like 15 miles an hour, though. But still. Fast enough for the dog to not have a good fall. He tumbled, and I remember sticking my head out the window because he's my best friend. Like, where like, are you going? Chachi, no. <laughs> where are you going? And he landed, tumbled, and he tumbled pretty, you know, for maybe like, like a cheese roll? 10 feet. Yeah, like a cheese boom, roll. Boom, boom, boom. And then he popped up, and he kept running after the car. I was like, man, he must really love us, you know? Like, he, he, what, Why did he jump out? Just wanted to see if he could. I don't know. He was probably so excited with the fresh air. He's like, I'm going for it. That's why they say you have to have them like harnessed in now or not have it down so much. Yeah. One time. Because they will jump. He he had his head out the window Mm -hmm. and he also stepped on the electric window button. And so he pinned himself (laughs) and he's freaking out. Probably scared. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he's being attacked, but he can't move. He doesn't know. (laughs) From where? Ah, Dogs. We used to put corny dog in a sweatshirt when it was cold out and put him in the back of the truck. And I I wish, my mom might have some photos, but I remember she had this, I think it was a work sweatshirt. It was purple and had teal, hello 80s. It was purple and it had teal bands, you know, around. I just remember him sitting in the back truck, like looked like a little human with a sweatshirt (laughs) on. Oh, corny dog. I miss him. Yeah, we're going to get a dog. We are going to get a dog. Oh, one more funny story. Sure. So, um... Well, there's a couple. I mean, animals are crazy and they do all sorts of crazy things. But we had Toby Kitty and I assume he must have got eaten by coyotes or something. He was a big to- a big tomcat. Is that what they call them? I think so. Like a big, he's a big kitty. Big gray, huge paws, like probably 12 pounds, which is a pretty big cat. It's a big cat. He was a big cat. And my mom's probably like, he was only eight. I don't know. He's a big cat. And he got into something. I forget, but we had to wash him. Oh, probably got in trash. Trash or rolled into something. They do weird shit. Like dogs roll in all sorts, any kind of shit they find. I don't know why. It's disgusting. But so we had to wash Toby and mom and I were like, oh, okay. And so we tried to, you know, only a little bit of warm water. And we're going to like pet him as we just trying to. You can see where this is going. Uh, Toby would have none of it. None of it. And we got him fully wet and scrubbed kind of well. And he climbed, I had, I wonder if I have, I might have scars. He clawed over, He first he clawed my mom and then he pulled himself over my shoulder using his claws and ran out. Boom. Yeah. Out the bathroom. We were like, I'm, I think my mom said, well, good enough. Most <laughs> times cats are, uh, they smell okay. You know, like it, it's a nice yeah. house pet. You know, they're, they're. I wonder if there's like pet 
pet wipes now because Toby would have totally let us pet him with like a wipey thing. Oh, that's a good idea. That would have been better. I'm gonna Looking go back on my scar. Go register shoulder. that website, petwipes.com. I know. I was drenched. I mean, he totally just, it was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we were at your mom's house last, uh, so th- uh, for people who don't know, you, your mom has a murder machine at her house. Yeah. She's, her name is Polly. She's has so cute. About 40 toes. Well, Yes, she. That's uh, they call her Polly because it's is it Polly dactyl. Dactyl. You it's know, like cats sometimes have extra toes. She's she was a feral kitty. Her mama was a feral kitty, and they weaned her early so she wouldn't become feral. That's what you do, and um, because you can't sometimes you can't make a feral cat not be feral. Like my aunt Roxanne and Brad and Uncle Brad, they have the feral kitty. Fun fact: I just read this. Um, we were talking about it. feral cats mm-hmm. do not communicate the way. Uh, cats that are raised around people do so a feral cat being something that's raised out in the wild by yeah by nature, nature. by its mom whatever those cats don't meow because do meowing Arr. well meowing is like a, a, cats have learned to get our attention by meowing it's a cat human relationship well, yeah, because that my favorite tiktok of all time where he's like my butthole wah, wah. remember yeah i blew my butthole so cats they make those funny noises yeah they they when two cats are interacting, they don't meow at each other. They no. hiss. They, no. yeah, they do weird gutter, like throaty yeah, noises. It's but, really weird. Um, so we were up in Washington and Polly um, came in and jumped on my lap and you let it because it has so many sharp needles for, no, she's just also, like, oh, she's okay. also super friendly. Yeah. She doesn't attack us. It stunk like death. And I was like, Ooh, what is that? And clearly, it had just murdered something because she it had every day. gore on its fur. Like, just like. She just left my mom a present of a, a rat the other day. I think it was going to clean itself on me. Like, we're that good of friends. I was like, no, I, we're not that good of friends, you kitty stink. cat. You got to go. And then it came back about an hour later and it did its laundry and it was fine. Yeah. She's, so, she's an active murderer. Kitty cats, house cats, are, don't they kill the most animals? Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're. They're the worst on the ecosystem. Like they yeah, kill, they kill birds everything. and everything. I mean, we saw her kill a hummingbird and I still am traumatized. The murder machine one time. So your mom has a strawberry bed and yeah. then over the strawberry bed is a bunch of netting kind of in a yes, geodesic Yes, the birds will eat all your strawberries. Right. But so you, this hummingbird somehow got in because there's like a little slip where you can push aside like it closes. The entrance. Kind of, yeah. It's like the entrance you can get in to pick the strawberries. Well, what the cat does is it hides in there and waits for the mm-hmm. birds to get and stuck. And its little in. tail does that twitchy, flippy thing. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no. It was an early cat. And so it murdered. We may have talked about this. I don't we know. We did. That's why we oh. went through it. We talked about it. We don't have new stories, you guys. We haven't we left our house. We just don't remember which, or I don't remember which ones we've told you. We've talked. But anyway. They'll probably okay. change every time, too. So those are some funny pet stories mm. from childhood. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you about our cute little doggo, Skunky. Well, first of all, the name, 10 out of 10. Skunky was a naughty one, always looking for trouble and up to something. Dogs are funny that way. Sometimes they are up to something. I love uh, animals online because they catch them doing something and they have like that look like, or, oh, you know. The guilty look. Yeah, the guilty look. Sometimes people will hang a note around the, mm-hmm. the pets, that, you know, like, I ate the pillow or. Oh, one of my favorite things of all time, again, TikTok, is there's this, I think it's like a, it's just a mixed dog. It kind of looks like a pit bull slash lab mix kind of thing and they do this voiceover you can make your voice sound like a robotic voice and it's like hello my name is you know skunky let's say uh my mom is really mad at me and so anyway the story is that this dog so the mom's mad at me because we went to the dog park and 
she didn't realize that the day prior I had eaten one of my toys that had a rope in it. It's like wrapped around. And so when I went to go poop, the rope just hung half out the butthole. <laughs> it's like mom couldn't figure out what was happening. And I was uncomfortable and I kept trying to <laughs> get to the rope. Oh my God, you guys. So the the owner had to stop its dog and then pull the rope out of its butthole. <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship. And then it was in trouble. Uh, I know we're reading a letter, <laughs> yes. but that just sparked a memory of a weird documentary I saw. Oh, I was like, did you have to pull a rope out of your dog's beehole? <laughs> Not me, but um, I guess there's something in, and I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. this guy is a practitioner of some Eastern Euro- Eastern um, religion, right? Okay. I don't know if he's Buddhist or if he's whatever, but uh, in San Francisco, this mm-hmm. man is talking, and he learned this religion kind of in the 60s and he's still practicing it today but a lot of meditation also what the man does though is he swallows a ton of rope and then while he's meditating he slowly works the rope through his system why would you do that i don't know i hope he washes it before the next use but this is like a documentary that i saw and is it documentary now is it one of those no no no. it was like (laughs) some strange hippie man you know in san francisco who he was just doing this Some weird... Some people have too much time on their hands. But I think and it's... too much rope on their hands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take his rope away. I don't know, but I believe it's part of some, you know... I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe eat broccoli. Nature's broom. Yeah. Uh, clean your clean your poop hole that way. I, you know, I think it's to, to clean the intestine. I don't have no idea. It's I don't like, know. That does not seem natural. Yeah. You've taken your flossing too far. You know? Yeah, if you're flossing your body, <laughs> that's not right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, um, that just when you told the dog joke with, or the dog yeah, story. Yeah, that was a funny one. Anyway, okay. So, Skunky is a naughty dog. Always looking for trouble and up to something. So, one day my sister and I looked at the bugger, and I think we decided to give him a wash. So, we prepared the shower, got all the stuff, and bring him in. It's funny how you do that. You have to get everything prepared. Although, my mom's dog, Charlotte, you can take her in the shower with you. And she just looks at you like, is it over yet? Mm. And then, she, like, once she thinks you're done, like, when you're switching, cause you have to condition her because her skin gets really sensitive. So, you have to put this, like stuff for her skin she puts her paws on the edge of the tub you know she's like is it over (laughs) and i'm like no we have you have to wait for a couple minutes you gotta let that stay on your fur then i'll rinse you they're so funny she's pretty good about it though then you gotta put the curlers in and the (laughs) ribbons around its ears and dogs are high maintenance i know know? when you take them to the groomers they always put something cute on their collar or on their hair or something a little extra a little extra okay so uh they prepare the shower, get all the stuff, and bring him in. Mind you, this dude was still a puppy and was built like a rugby ball. An actual rugby ball, like an oversized egg. Very tubby. So we get him in the shower, we start washing him, and he is loving it. It's quite hot, so the cool water is really washing well. Brush, 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 scrub, scrub, scrub. And wow, look how clean his fur is. It's glistening. He looks amazing. My sister and I wash our hands, and we're now petting him dry with a towel. This is when Skunky does his skunky things. My sister loses grip of him for a split second, and the little dude jolts out of our reach, Uh runs across the house, straight into the front on my mom's garden. She hasn't planted anything yet. It was just a lot of dirt. So the little pupper decides to rub his entire body in prime uh, sandy dust for several minutes. We stood there and laughed. That happens. Well, Why do they like to roll? Whenever they're wet, they want to roll in something else. They have a way better sense of smell. And I think what they do is they just... I don't like this. They pick up all sorts of... It's like a a collection. You know how people scrapbook here? 
you know <laughs> they scrapbook I, their their filth i have a sus- suspicion that dogs <laughs> scrapbook scents so they go out and they they find a good little well they like the smell and they roll in it yeah that and doesn't then, mean it's a pleasant smell no but maybe to them it is because their nose is so much more advanced like at least two times but stronger than ours at least two, and needs how are they going to fit inside the building oh man my nose is so itchy all that sniffing no it's a stupid beard you gotta cut it that's it it's coming off hmm. but dogs do that and i don't understand okay so, so anyway that was that was the funny story well, and it says p.s specifically to sean what position did you play in rugby and hmm. any funny stories there all the best and thanks dion it says dion redacted so should i not have said the name at all no no it, i think he's redacting his last name he's playing along with our, our well dion i think could be a woman too no i think dion is a man and I think redacted is like, he's, I think it's he's a, joking. I think it's a female. All right. Maybe. If it was N-D-I-O-N-N-E, then it'd be feminine. No, I've had some friends that spelled it that way. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, well, let hey. us, you let us know, Dion. Anyways, okay, so what position do you play in rugby? Any funny stories? Well, in it French. It could be a guy or a girl, I suppose. Yeah. In French, it's talonneur. So I was, uh, but in English. Why would you say it in French? Well, in English, I was a hooker. So... <laughs> The, the That's position. why you started with the French name. Yeah. I was like, you never say French first. Yeah. Uh, but so like you're, you're a hooker, right? Like a talon. You know, Isn't that like, a funny name, you guys? Um, what does a hooker do? What, you're not in the sex trade. So what is it? Yeah. Uh, basically, you're in the scrum and you, you, you have to. That's another horrible term. Why? Continue. <laughs> For all the, the genes out there. Um, yeah. So you're in the scrum and then you hang off of your, uh, your two buddies that are next to you. You put your arms over their shoulders. And uh-huh. then when the ball, like when the two teams come Ooh, in and meet, mm-hmm. then uh, they throw the ball in to okay. the scrum. And then I'm hanging and I have to strike it with my you foot. You kick it? Yeah. I have so to they draw lift it back you up down. a little bit? Yeah. They completely, like I, you okay. have the option of leaving a leg down, but you, you're picked up. Gotcha. Yep. How interesting. It's an amazing sport. I legitimately understand maybe 3% of what rugby is. Yeah. Like, I don't get it at all. Funny story. Um, I went to France for a a tour, basically, Mm -hmm. and it was terrifying. Like, I thought, oh, we know what rugby is here, you know? Like, I I was playing kind of in high school. I wasn't very good, but it was was a good experience, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, We get there, and I realized how inexperienced we were compared to these other teams yeah that and you get, yeah we played or you're a, like so much smaller and you're like oh no we played a rugby vocational school i was like rugby vocational school this all is all they do is train to be rugby players yeah you take classes almost as a secondary wow and it's secondary it's as if you were not prepared oh no they were so good <laughs> and people dropped like flies on a team they were getting hurt and Ooh. i was scared because i was one of the smaller people and but it was a great trip and That's funny, funny story um well, we got robbed when we first got to France. It's not that, really funny. Yeah. It was funny, like not ha-ha, but... Sean still is like paranoid from that, where whenever we travel... I mean, it's always good practice, but whenever you travel, you don't... Uh, like when I was in Costa Rica, for instance, we would ride, take the bus to a lot of locations. And I remember my Tika mom being like, never put your stuff up above where you can't see it. You either put it across the way so you can see it or under your seat. She's like, it's better you just hold on to it. And so I slept with like my backpack, like cuddled to my chest. Smart move. So and yeah. I didn't, didn't lose anything there. Great sport. Love it. Yeah. I love to watch it. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I'll be playing anytime soon. Did you lose any teeth playing rugby? I did not. I did not. Wow. I always uh, feel like they're missing teeth. Yeah. Hockey, I messed up my rugby. shoulder pretty good. That's, oh, that's really? My, yeah, my left shoulder is not in the best of shape from that. But I... what are you going to do? 
Live and learn. Live and learn. Well, thanks for writing in from Africa. I think that's pretty cool. That, um, I love finding, yeah. Oh, that Dion. was Africa. Dion was Africa. Yeah. Sorry, we'd been talking, reading their thing for, from Tanzania. Tanzania, more specific, yeah. Specifically. I just think it's cool to be able to communicate with people from around the world. It's very cool. Thanks for writing in. Very cool. Okay. Are you ready? We have a, a Christmas, a Christmas Ooh, uh, tradition. A, hol- a holiday tradition. I'm excited. It says, we used to have a Christmas potluck party and raise money for a charity. Okay. My mom, stepmom, and I would give out a small gift to thank everyone for donating money, such as calendars, writing sets, and candles. We would wrap each gift and place it in a basket. When it was time to give out the gifts, I would put on a Santa hat. Ugh, Santa hats. And carry the bat. I like what you're doing, though. This is all good. But if you watched the previous one, you know how much I hate Santa hats. Um, and carry the basket wrapped of gifts to each person to pick out a gift. Once everyone opened their gift, we would trade gifts if, or they could trade gifts that they wanted, but most would just enjoy what they got. We would usually raise a couple hundred dollars for whatever charity we were collecting for. That's awesome. I love that, Aaron. Merry Christmas and Very happy cool. New Year's. I love that. That's a really great tradition. I'm always jealous because I, I think, oh, I want to do, not jealous, but I always think I should do something like work at a soup kitchen or, mm-hmm. you know. It's fun. We could do it. There's a ton of them. Yeah. Some sort of charity. And then when I hear someone actually doing it, I'm like, good on them. They Instead of just thinking about it, they did it. You yeah. Know? I think so. that's a cool thing about having a job in like hospitals and the mental health field. We always did volunteer work like that. Right. And we would take, even the eating disorder treatment center, remember every Saturday we'd do something different and we did a lot of volunteer work. Yeah. Like we would go, um, I forget where it was because it was down in Orange County, but I think it was like in La Brea or something. There was like a soup kitchen and we made breakfast on Saturdays and made pancakes and eggs and stuff cool. for them and they got to, you know, hand it out and it was really cool. I hope that stuff isn't, gone or non-existent this year because of covid because the risk is so much higher yeah yeah it's really sad although the truth is just fyi for anybody out there this is such a busy time usually traditionally most people give back and try to do things this time of year but they actually need more support in the summers like june july and august when people aren't thinking about people aren't really thinking about uh the needy people in their communities Mm -hmm. so okay well thanks aaron yeah thank you aaron that is really cute and very cool Okay, this is from Alyssa. Greetings and salutations, Katie and Sean. Greetings. Hola, hola, hola. In episode 44, Sean was talking about getting tackled by a girl while playing rugby. Oh, more rugby. This reminded me of how many how many different boys I have embarrassed by tackling them. You and me both, I used to slide tackle like a motherfucker when we played the boys. as In soccer, not rugby. As one of the only girls to play football in my area, I have tackled my boys and many boys in my day and watched them walk off the field crying. Awesome. Keep it up. There is nothing quite like beating boys at their own game. I have some questions that you guys have probably already answered on the podcast, but hey, I don't care. I don't either. Here are the questions. Please answer honestly. Inquiring minds want to know. Okay. They want to know. Number one, what is your guy's favorite YouTuber? It's really tricky. Hmm. Well, I don't know if they're a YouTuber, but they have a, there's a couple of people that I, I'm, I'm finding really fascinating right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one is uh, a stand-up comedian who, since there's no stand-up comedy these days, uh, or there's taking limited. Taking it to YouTube. Taking yeah. it to the streets. Taking it to and the streets. And that's uh, Tim Dillon. He's very, very funny. Uh, although insensitive because. He, but that's he's a just, comedian. That's yeah, his comedy. He's pushing the boundaries. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's excellent. So he, and then. Um, Brett Weinstein, I think is I like Brett Weinstein and Heather Lying. Yeah, the Dark Horse mm-hmm. podcast is also a video podcast, and it, it, Sean it's, loves podcasts. 
it's the only thing going right now that I think is yeah. uh, non-formulaic to a certain extent. So I have quite a few people, but there's a new girl that I've recently started watching. I'm hoping that it'll come up in my feed here, but knowing YouTube, it won't because it never knows what I want to watch because it's annoying like that. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh. But anyway, uh, I'll find it in a minute. Um, she's been doing these videos about quarantine, like checking in with future self. Oh, okay. So like December her, we'll talk to her in April and be like, oh, you don't even know. Julie Nolt. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought I knew it was Julie, but I can't remember her last name. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's K-N-O-L-T-E. Yes. I think she's also a comedian. Uh, she's very or... funny. But she does these little skits and yeah. I find, I think they're very clever and they're very funny and she's hilarious. Yeah. Um, she was even talking about how bummed she is that the pandemic is going to be over because she's, you know, rode this gravy train. So she's talking to herself. She's like, how dare you? How could you say that? She's like honey, we've, we've, we hitched our ride to this train and the train is coming to an end. So got to come up with something else. Yeah. It's really funny. So I enjoy her. I watch quite a bit of her, this, her stuff. If you're creating content and it makes people laugh, mm-hmm. I think that you are an essential worker at this point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think we need it more now than ever. Yeah. Um, I also really, uh, I really like uh, our friend Caleb the fitness marshal, Caleb, Haley, Cameron, Allison, they're all kind of part of it. But I really enjoy Caleb. He, first of all, he works really fucking hard and I know him personally. And I, But I love his little workouts. I think it's very clever. I like the fact that it's like for all bodies. I enjoy that. Um, he's very honest. I enjoy him. Um, but the personality, besides the, 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 the dances or the workouts, the personality that comes along with him when he's just goofing around. He's is, very funny. He's very, he's very, very funny. charismatic. And that, did you see the latest one? How I've, how I handled the, the holidays or whatever. And he's like, yeah, he's like got a cocktail. He's all, his he's, hair is all He's messed. wearing his leggings from, a, it's really funny. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot. And then he gets up and I think he's, is he wearing roller skates or something? Yeah. He, like skates one, On away. one leg. He rolls skates away on one leg. Yeah. I got, love Caleb. Um, I love his stuff. I also, uh, I enjoy, I mean, there's the icing artist. I enjoy watching cooking stuff like that. I think that's very fun and very clever. I have, um, I do have to say, I love my friend, Dr. Lindsay Doe. She's a sexologist, I think is what she calls herself. Okay. And I enjoy her educational stuff. I love the physics girl. Um, there was another one that popped into my head that I just let fly out. Oh, French guy cooking, Alex. Oh yeah, Alex, French guy cooking. Yeah. I like him too. So yeah, there's lots of people that we like and we watch. Uh, most of it's just goofy stuff or people creating cool things. You know what is a, a neat trick? Mark Rober's pretty fucking awesome. If uh, if you think YouTube is always the same, mm-hmm. you can go in and switch your settings or you can add a little modifier to your search. Mm-hmm. But if you, because uh, we use a VPN to tunnel in, right? On the internet. And if I change my settings from tunneling in from the United States to say tunneling in from, I don't know, Sweden, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the what's trending and the recommendations change and you're you're exposed to this whole other uh, arena of people. And it's really fun because I find at this point, um, while maybe the American YouTubers get a lot of views, Mm -hmm. the creativity that I see overseas and how other people are using the platform is fantastic. It's Um, really cool. I I enjoy that stuff too. Japanese YouTubers are really quite interesting to watch yeah we have there was one guy i forget his name but he's created like so many different channels mm-hmm. he's very creative um so yeah those are kind of the people that we watch yeah i also like veritasium still derek's great cool um yeah so those are some people that we like uh and i, I mean i have lots of friends that have amazing channels but like a lot of their content's not catered to me like rebecca zamolo does awesome stuff but her audience is younger it's geared yeah. towards younger kids and stuff and so that's really cool 
Um, okay, next. What is your favorite song? I I don't know. It's a that's a tough question. I got it's a lot. Tough. It, it depends on the day. It depends on what's mm-hmm. happening. There's so many good music. Or so much good music out there. There's so much good music. Um, if I had to pick one, it would be "Row, Row, Row Your Boat." <laughs> I I have quite a few, and, and this is just now. Again, it changes all the time. But I still love Waxahachie Fire. I think mm. that's the name of the song. Um, I like that song a lot. I still really like Miranda Lambert's uh, "Vice." Great song. I also, I don't know why, will always listen to 93 to Infinity. Always. If it's on, I will always listen. It's a good mix. I like all that stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm all over the board on that. Also, Dean Martin's song, uh, Ain't That a Kick in the Head, has been in my head for fucking ever. Ain't know. that a kick in the head, Katie. Ain't that a kick in the head. Okay. Sean, which of Katie's videos is your favorite? Oh, so many to choose from. <laughs> You've learned a lot. It's funny. I'll hear you on the phone talking to people and you're like, well, you're just, you're, you're letting that run around in your head. It's like negative thinking or something. And yeah. I'll be like, he pays attention. I'm like, hey, hey, buddy. I'm on the phone. Hey, hey, buddy. Don't let them live in your head rent free. <laughs> and then on the other line, like, uh, sir, what do you want on your pizza? I'm like, <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Try <laughs> Halt. And hungry angry lonely tired and he's like seriously what what do you want in your pizza (laughs) i don't know what this jibber jabber is okay what which one of my videos is your favorite Mm, i don't know so many probably the first one because that's what started us on this journey Mm. (laughs) good answer good answer okay katie what is something that sean does that you don't like where do you start (laughs) no the i have two main pet peeves with sean he already knows these these aren't and i'm sure he has his own with me but number one is the fact that he shaves his whole face slash head and the shavings go everywhere. And there's like no way to, we, we've tried all sorts of things. I don't, they like float in the air cause he shaves dry. So anyway, or trims it dry, it's all over. And I hate it cause we have the smallest bathroom ever and they just get everywhere. Well, here's what happens is I, I use the buzzer mm-hmm. and then you take a shower mm-hmm. and what happens is the steam in the air pulls all the hair down. Yeah. Because like I wipe everything up when I'm done. I know you do. You're and trying. then all of a sudden the steam traps it and brings it down. So it's like you should wipe it after the fact, I guess. I do. But there's just so it's much. It's just so much. It's overwhelming. And then my second pet peeve is Sean never puts things back where they come from. Like 90% of the time, never. I, I run a scavenger hunt household. <laughs> well, it's not even that bad. Like they're not even that far off. Like sometimes I'm like, seriously? Like why would you think that goes there? I just said that to myself out loud the other day. There was something. But for instance, I'll get into the, we have like a, it's our pantry for lack of a better term. It's not very big, but it's got like our spices and stuff. And where the spices go, he had this huge thing of oil that he'd stuffed up there. And I was like, why'd you put that honey up there or that oil or whatever it was? You're faking it. This isn't true. You guys, it's all the time. But there was something even just, just today. I was like, what would make you think that that would go there? Anyway, so those are my pet peeves. I'm aware of it. I do but it, and I, I do it. Uh, I don't think it's out of laziness. I think it's out of uh, not really caring where the things actually go, as long as they're close enough to where you know, the band aids are in that cupboard, and so they they can go anywhere in that cupboard. In my mind, you know, maybe. Yeah, I think you have ADHD. Could be, but but also yeah, maybe that. Um. Okay. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Hmm. 
A bald eagle is pretty good. Ooh, I'm yeah. already bald. I just can't fly. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know what I would want to be. Part of me's like, go for koala or sloth. They sleep a lot. That sounds nice. Everybody loves you. But you could get captured really easily. So yeah, maybe you don't want to do that. fast and fly high. But then I'm also like, owls are pretty fucking awesome. They're amazing. But I don't want to have to kill things. So that bothers me. You want to be a vegan animal? Not Well, I guess vegan there are cats. some. Um, I'd like to be my mom's dog, Charlotte. She's taken pretty good care of. Yep. There you go. Boom. That's it. Peace guys. Alyssa. Thanks. Thanks Alyssa. Alyssa. Appreciate you. Thanks yeah. for being here. Tell yeah. all your friends, leave a review on <laughs> iTunes, you know, all that jazz and all that jazz. Okay. Are we ready? Just want me to keep moving through these? Sure. Might as well. I enjoy hearing from the audience. Okay. This is from Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hello. It says, hi, Sean and Katie. I learned something to gay today. To gay. Wow. I learned something today regarding, that's why, speaking kindly or not to machines. And I felt the need to write and share it with the OTDM community in case it would come in handy for anyone else. You got to be nice to the machines. Uh huh. Normally, I'm with Katie, always super kind to the robot folk, just as I am with people. But it turns out, just as with people, sometimes being too nice for too long can put you in a bad position. I'd opened my credit card app to find a $75 charge from Best Buy that I didn't recognize. I instantly froze my account, contacted the card, customer service, um, concerned my information may have been stolen. I would have been scared too. They told me I needed to first contact Best Buy directly. I did, and I made my way through the automated menu jungle, God, I hate that, to an agent. They asked my name, and then the line went to dead air. I gave it a few minutes before hanging up and trying again, through the automated menu and to dead air. Then I tried their chat service a moment, and then, sorry, no agents available now. The phone again, menu again, dead air again. Fuck, man. Punch him in the throat. At this point, I'm feeling pretty flustered, especially because there are no new emails from Best Buy and nothing on my Best Buy account to indicate what the charge is for. The worst. I'd be losing my mind by now. I dialed the number again, and midway through the automated song and dance, I yelled, connect me to a fucking agent. I do that all the time. I will be honest. <laughs> agent? Well, they'll be like... Agent. Uh-huh. I go... Customer agent. service agent, customer agent, agent, send me to agent. Like I'm pressing start, zero in uh, between. Yeah, they're like, sorry, that doesn't work. That's awesome. And it did. <gasps> it connected her to a fucking agent. I looked this up afterwards, apparently in America, but not elsewhere. Those systems have tone recognition in them and sounding angry or swearing will get you an agent faster. Amazing, amazeballs. I don't think I... Good life hack. It's a great life hack because I do do the agent, agent, and then I get kind of... I get flustered. Agitated. I get very agitated. And then I'll be like, can I tell an agent? I get loud. So that explains it. Alyssa, can I tell you why I think... This is Ashley. Oh, I'm Alyssa sorry. Alyssa was last. Ah. Ashley, can I tell you why I think that that's a bad idea? Why? And hear me out. Because I, too... <laughs> I, too, cuss at have robots. Have done that. <laughs> um, but I did that in 2019. I don't do that anymore. And here's why. Over the past year... Oh, I, hear, I know where this is going. I have become enamored with... Um, Boston Dynamics, which is a uh, robotics manufacturer out of, I think, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Or... I don't think these have bodies, though, Sean. I argue back already. That, that's fine. <laughs> but eventually that, the brain, the, the customer service is going to be in a robot, right? A physical robot. These robots on Boston Dynamics, every once in a while they release a video. So they had the dog, which was the first robot. They just robot. danced. All of them danced to... Rocking around no. the Christmas tree, wasn't it? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was something else. But 
have a holiday. Oh, do you love me? Oh yeah, do you love me? Yeah. I was like, okay, I need I'm going to put the link to that. You guys, it's, it's down it's, below. It's terrifying and crazy, but I would still shout at robots. Watch the vi- no, you don't shout at robots anymore. Now that you see that they can dance How like this. How are you supposed to get connected to a fucking agent, man? Talk nicely to them. Because- she tried it and it got her nowhere. Okay, well, what if those dancing robots show up? They're not going to show up. Do you love me? And Just play the like, music. They'll start like, dancing. They won't know. Customer service. They won't know why they're programmed, but they'll have to dance. Okay. How else are you supposed to get an agent? We all have done what she's done, where you go through loop-de-loop-de-loop, and then you just get fucking pissed off. And okay. I would say that to an, a human who could punch my lights out also. Do you know what I mean? You're like... Yeah, ah. I just, I find these robots very, uh, they're, they're very pleasurable to watch when mm-hmm. they're programmed to dance. But what if one of them's like, you know what? Fuck you. Today I'm not dancing. The thing is, you're assuming that robots have free will, and they don't. They don't yet, but... It, again, they don't. At this point, no. Mm. Making a lot of assumptions there. Wild assumptions, mister. I just this heard... It's not a conspiracy podcast. That uh, consciousness mm-hmm. is two forms of AI. Uh, when they cross, that's when you get consciousness. And one of them is your your limbic system. So the things that keep you automated, right? Like your breathing, your heartbeat. Yeah, part uh, of your fight, flight, freeze. It's yeah. a lot of things, yeah. So a lot of AI is written that way mm-hmm. or a lot of computer programs. And then the other is to um, to problem solve. So the two of them, when kept separate, are autonomous. But if you cross the two, then you have a form of... Uh, Remember Facebook finding those two mm-hmm. bots like creating their own baby? Baby bots. So watch out. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I would still... I, I'm happy for Ashley's insight and I would still scream at the, at the robot. It's I don't even think it's actually a robot, it's just automated. By the way, that stuff about AI is not really accurate. I don't know much about that field. It's making it up. <laughs> but he says apparently, or she says apparently in America, but not elsewhere, those systems have tone recognition and sounding angry and swearing will get you to an agent faster. Okay. Is is that not the most potential poetically American thing you've ever heard in your life? I know, right? We can get so aggressive. If you want something, you have to be willing to bitch fight a robot for it. <sighs> I am willing. Are you? I still suggest we be nice to the robots most of the time. Me too. Because you just don't know. And I am very kind to our Google device. Yeah, you should others. probably give your robot some some, some stern love. So if the robot messes up, you maybe give tra- it a... Is treating like a dog or something? Get a little bit of oil. You know, a little reward when it does a good robot. job. A little extra electricity if it... I just always say, thank you. Behaves poorly. And then they're like, it's my job to be helpful. I'm yeah. like, you're welcome. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, I still suggest we be nice to robots most of the time when they take over. I want credit for only yelling in times of potential crisis. Same. Samesies. Okay. By the way, my Office 365 account is renewed for a year. I maintain some sort of receipt. I, I maintain that some sort of receipt would have been appreciated. That was what that $75 charge was. She had to call oh. Best Buy. Mm-hmm. I hate shit like that, though. I Okay, remember, this is... Take us back to like 2016. We had bought, we've talked about this liquor store that's in our area before, I believe. They're very industrious. They sell everything. Oh, yeah. From live scan fingerprinting to Christmas cartridges trees. to Christmas trees. <clears throat> and we talked about it because they put the Christmas tree on the wrong way. And luckily, we weren't going very far. We didn't have to go very fast because it would just blown right off the car <laughs> or broken all the branches. Both things. I don't know. Anyway. But they're industrious and I appreciate them. But when we bought that tree the first time, it comes up as, I want to say it looked like Michael's. Because I think maybe it's like the name of the guy. I don't the know. Owner the owner has owner Because the store itself 
I did not know what it was called. It was just like local liquor store, you know, a mile away. Okay. Forever, you guys, I'm hunting because my debit card said it was charged like $45 to Michael's. And I'm like, I don't craft. Haven't been to Michael's. I'm not sure what this is. And I, like you, called the credit card company was or my debit card in the bank, really. And I was like, where is this? And they're like, oh, it's such and such. This is the address, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? I can't figure it out. Then the suddenly, Sean and I are parked. I think we were going to Whole Foods or something. And we were parked in an area we're not normally parked at. And I look up and I notice at the very top of the sign on that liquor store, in very small cursive letters, it says, Michael's Liquor Store. Oh, and I was like, here he is. That's what that charge is. Yeah. I didn't cancel it or push back or anything because I knew, I was like, that day, and anyway, I had a really tough time figuring out where the fuck that thing was and what it was and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. That brings me to what grinds my gears um, real quick. Your gears. Mm-hmm. I'll make it very okay, simple. Okay, that says cheers, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Cheers to you too, Ashley. Thanks for writing in. Happy uh, New Year. Mm-hmm. And um, 2021 is going to be awesome for you. I just made a prediction. It's going to be amazing. Perfect. Are you one of those people that makes predictions? It's weird. I am now. Okay, get uh, your crystals. What grinds my gears, Katie, you may ask. Never. But is... I do ask all the time. Credit card statements. When the... Uh, the the service that you purchase from is gibberish they don't tell you so yeah. you're looking at your credit card statement you can't review it properly nope. why don't they give you the bank should know to give you the the business name right yeah, there and not sometimes a it's bunch like, of jibber jabber not their their code that they use with their banking institution but mm-hmm. tell me who the person is that i paid right here in this line yep. where it says payee yeah give me a name makes Whole Foods. zero sense so then when you talk to the accountant or you're doing it yourself yeah we have an accountant and she's been asking us about she's things like, we have to dig things out last june you purchased from xerxes 75 uh on wilshire yeah. you're like I don't know what the hell that is. Like, and so then I have to call the bank mm-hmm. and then I have to track this. Com- Why do they do that? I I put the, so one a, a hack is the information. I don't know why they give it and that grinds my gears too. But sometimes, not all the time, maybe 75% of the time, you can copy what that bank statement put in there and put it into Google and it'll tell you what it is. Oh. Because a lot of people have already figured it out and they post in Reddit boards or it's part of their EIN number, meaning like what yeah. business is this? Employee identification number. Yeah, which is like their tax ID number really. And that will help you find it. Okay. But I do have a tough time and I'm pretty good. My memory's pretty good if I like look back at the date and like kind of part of it um, I can usually recall. But sometimes it still catches me off guard, especially because I purchase things online and it will tether it to the the location. Right. Like our accountant was like, what did you purchase at Natalie's? It's on Melrose. And I'm like, I haven't been to fucking Melrose in like, I don't know, a year at least. And I'm like, I haven't been there. You know, we're talking to our accountant. I'm like, I haven't been there, Carol. I don't know. And she's like, it says something Natalie's. And I looked up, there's a restaurant down there. And I'm like, we haven't been there. I know we weren't there. And so I keep looking. And turns out it was a dress I purchased. I think there's a bug on her in the white part of our curtain. I am always on alert for bug watch. Bug watch 3000. Okay. So that also grinds my gears. Anyways, moving on. Okay. This is a question. And there's a photo that goes along with it. Oh, yeah. It says, does this mean I'm cold to the bones? I've got it on the screen right now. <laughs> Fluffy boots, trousers, though would usually jump in fleece PJs. But moving house and at old house to sort last items and deep clean. One t-shirt, three jumpers, three jumpers, 
Wow. Oh, she's taking it serious in this That's photo. A lot. One small scarf, two medium wrap scarves, and one large woolly scarf, and a duvet. Wow. You winter well. You do. I think you are cold to the bones. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. And coffee, tea on repeat. When extra wave of freeze comes, it's 50 degrees. What's that? Yeah, 50 degrees Celsius. In North UK Wigan, near Manchester and Lancashire. Forecast for... That that doesn't seem quite right. Oh, four degrees. And yeah, this is four five degrees. degrees and five oh, degrees. Yeah, I was the, like, that's not cold. The zero wasn't super strict. 50 degrees order. Celsius would be like boiling. Yeah. You'd be cooked. You'd be like a, just rotisserie. Yeah. So five degrees Celsius and um, forecast is four degrees Celsius Thursday down to negative one. It's pretty chilly. I think you're cold to the bone. Pretty chilly. And I, I hate being cold to the bone. I don't mind it if you're doing an activity. Like if you're... Funtivities. Yeah, I still don't like it. Okay. I would invest more in my gear. Like for when we go snowboarding, I have to have mittens now because if I have gloves, my fingers end up getting cold no matter what I do. I was looking at something today because Instagram has my number. Their advertising is getting very good, by the way. <laughs> uh, but they had, and for um, mm-hmm. yourself, who is this? That... It was no name. Oh, okay. Well, cold to the bones. Cold to the bones. Cold Dear to the bones. cold to the bones. They have things that are like electric uh, vests. It's electric. Do, 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 and do, do, it looks do, do, wonderful. Do. Like, Remember um, Dennis had that jacket that mm-hmm. had, it was like electric. An electric jacket. It's electric. I just think that that's a wonderful device. Yeah. I would just be worried. I'd I think want it's, boots that way. It's my grandmother's voice that I hear where she's like, don't sit on an electric blanket because it could catch fire and burn you to death. Oh, those my are My grandma old... likes to warn me in nice ways like that. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do but like that person who get... sat on their electric blanket and, and then burned they burned to death. Don't do like that. No, uh, the wires now. It used to be like little copper lines, and I'm sure they caught fire. They still do that, like on cheaper ones. But yeah. I think it's carbon fiber now that they he- uh, they heat up, and oh, okay. so it's not you're not at a fire risk. I don't think. Let's hope not. Yeah. But that would be my only. They don't spark. Okay. Don't want it. It's my smoking jacket. <laughs> Bad joke, I know. Oh, okay last well thanks uh, for writing in uh happy holidays and we appreciate you being here yes we do we do okay last question before i'm gonna have to take a break and go pee okay because that's what has to happen oh that's why i wear depends because it depends on how long this goes and this podcast is brought to you by depends i don't have to stand up anymore christina p shared this tiktok on her instagram that just made me die laughing this lady was like holding up she's called it an always underwear like for pads like for period underwear and on the screen, Christine's like, I'm pretty sure those are just diapers. And they look just like diapers, you guys. Like like those stretchy, you know, if you get older and you can't hold in your pee all the time, you wear diapers like this. And this lady was saying that she got so comfortable, she almost just took a shit in her diapers. But she called them always period underwear or whatever. And it made me laugh because Christina's comment, I'm pretty sure those are just diapers. And I was like, yes. Why is this 35-year-old woman talking about wearing these? understand why i don't understand why you'd want to wear that no thank you i don't want to wear pads in general let alone. when i was in jasper um oh so yeah have we, we told this story i don't know oh i won't tell it then no tell it i don't know if you have i don't know either let's let's do it <laughs> you guys someone's gonna have to keep time. track of our stories yeah give us a, a rundown 
This one's for the new listeners out there. Um, or the old. We might, we're not sure. Let's reminisce, shall we? Do, 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 do. The year is 1990 something. <laughs> um, I'm living in Alberta in mm-hmm. uh, the Rockies in a town called Jasper, and I'm working at Jasper Park Lodge. It's a wonderful time in my life. I went out to, uh, to snowboard, you know, and I ended up staying there for a couple of years. It's a great experience. I think you went out to stay because you packed up things. So no, I had just a hockey bag full of clothes and that was it. I didn't bring anything with me. What did you, but you went out with Paul and didn't you guys have like an apartment? Oh yeah, but I got rid of everything. So he okay. left. So I go, yeah. So <laughs> I go, like you went out for like a week and then you never came back. I'm like, first of all, you drove. Oh, Second no. of all, you got rid of your apartment and all your furniture. It was supposed to be just for the summer, but it ended up being a couple of years. That's okay. What that's, that's more. Cause okay. it's such a magical place. You leave you know, living in the suburbs in Montreal and then you end up in the Rockies and, and it's just, it's a playground. There's mm-hmm. so much to do. So anyways, um, they want to make sure the staff is happy. They have a staff pub, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, excuse me. So you don't have to run into town. Do you have to pee by the way? I said I did. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do it after the story. You, then... Yeah. Just finish your story. Okay. I'm not dying. I just said, we've got one more question then we'll do that. Gotcha. So, uh, they have a staff pub. And inside the pub, is it would, discounted or anything or no? Yeah, it's a little cheaper and it's just out of convenience. After yeah. your shift, you can go hang out and you play pool or listen to live music. Really, okay. it's yeah. a public house, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, they used to run this special called the Bladder Buster and it was like on Thursdays or something. And it was. I would lose immediately. Yeah. I'd pee like every 20 minutes. Basically, you pay, <laughs> I think it, I'm just going to make this up, but it was like five bucks and this drink as much, you know, light beer basically as you can drink. And they put a wristband on you yep and then when you go to the bathroom they snip the wristband off and then you have to pay for everything after that so the first time they run the bladder buster i'm like this so is so bad for people well <laughs> but yeah you, you as know, a kid you do stuff like this young men specifically women didn't really care although some of them were into it you know but young men there's like some sense of pride like oh how much beer can you drink you know uh, so they don't give you pictures then they'd give you cup by cup because they wouldn't want to just give you uh no it was pictures i think I don't remember exactly, but I think okay. it was pictures. It's like beer is pretty cheap anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we're in the pub and the guys from Quebec are kind of hanging out because those are the people you came out west with. And then some of the newfies are hanging out and some of the guys from Alberta. And even though you're friends, um, there's a sense of pride. Well, what province are you from? Oh, yeah, those guys from Ontario, they can't drink, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silly young men stuff, you know. Of course. Um, barely out of our teens. And uh, the newfies were really vocal about boys we can drink a lot more than these guys and we're like no you can't we're so we have like a couple But they can i've met a few of them yeah if you have (laughs) if you have a pitcher of beer like you're pretty full yeah and you gotta pee and you gotta pee but if you try and work your way to that second pitcher of beer eventually your bladder's gonna bust you go to the bathroom you gotta pee yeah so i think i had about a pitcher of you know molson i don't know what it was it was golden or something or Mm -hmm. canadian uh and I'm, I'm done, you know, like I, I got to go You're to the bathroom. Pee. So I get my bracelet snipped off and th- this is over like a 45 minute period. You know, you probably had a snack or whatnot. Yeah. Everyone is, you know, not many people are left with bracelets on about an hour and a half into well, yeah, ladder buster night. Pee. It's not going to, yeah. Except for the newfies. And there's a, cu- uh, I forget what their names were, but there was like four of them at the corner of the bar and they're fucking carrying on and drinking for free and they're needling us about it. Like, hey, you guys can't, can't, you know? ha- can't hang. And I was like, you know what? But as a poor, you know, we were fairly. You're all poor, We didn't right? have a lot yeah. of money. You're, yeah. you're mountain bums, you know. And so, When you're working for tips and, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. 
uh, yeah, you're, you're basically living outside or not living outside, but you're living to go camping and yeah. mountain biking as opposed to like, you're, you're not making much so you can live in this area and, and that, that's right. you know, yeah. So, um, anyways, these guys, it went on for quite some time and eventually they go to the bathroom, but I didn't realize what was going on exactly until the next day I was Well, at, they can't be too suspicious. Yeah. I turned to my buddy Francis the next day and I said, Hey buddy, uh, what's with, uh, you know, the, the guys in your group, like what's going on? He's like, Oh, well, you know, they got a little trick. They figured it out. They had gone into Hinton, which was the town down the way, uh, and to get groceries and stuff mm-hmm. was, or stuff from Walmart or whatever. I forget. Yeah. Uh, and they had picked up Depends underwear and they were cheating at the bladder buster. And so they would sit Only there. men would do this. Yeah. For a pitcher of beer. You sit in you your own pee. In your, you, you piss your pants. So and the then next, you sit in it. So the next time I go to Hinton, I got a pair and I tried the bladder buster. And while I did come in second place, I, I was very uncomfortable after the first hour. <laughs> so, so I never did it again. But one glorious moment, I was a man you sitting yourself. in my... Yeah. By the way, not a good way to meet women, you know? Well, that's what Smells I was thinking. Like pee, you smell guys. like piss. Yeah. And then like also if you did meet a girl and decide to like go back... Like, you better take it off at the bar, I guess. And then, like, what, baby wipe yourself because you're a child? I'm not really sure. Well, you know, <laughs> you were just there to have a good time. It's it was, not a it was well funny. thought out. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. The stupid things you do when hey, you're younger. And you're broke. Yeah. It's a song. We'll work on it. Okay. Uh, okay. By I, this point, because I know that uh, the majority of our audience is women. They're probably like, I just, right? I, I don't. I don't like this podcast anymore. I'm sure they love it. <laughs> there PJ are some do listeners. It or no? I don't think PJ did. It was me, I believe Tom Shaw and Paul Bizan that of were. Of course, Paul did it. Well, I don't know if they did it, but we were at the bar and. You I, s- yeah, funny. They'll have to let us know. Otherwise, we'll have to make a retraction. You're right. <laughs> okay. Next letter says, hi, Katie and Sean. I was, lis- I was listening. Howdy doody. I was listening. To How her- are you doing? You keep talking over me as I try to start this letter and you're, I'm, you're about to drive me crazy. I was listening to your recent podcast and I couldn't help but laugh at your comments about Peoria, Illinois. Having been born and raised in Illinois myself, Peoria is in central Illinois. Is it? Oh, no, it's Michigan. That's the mint. Central Illinois. And I live over two hours northeast of it. I'm about 40 minutes outside of Chicago. But of course, I have still been to Peoria multiple times. It has a population of over 110,000, so definitely more than 300. Oh. <laughs> and I think it's the seventh largest city in Illinois. Now, do you say Illinois or Illinois? I always said Illinois. I think it's Illinois. People were talking about when Nevada was like not counting the ballots quick enough. They were calling it Nevada. Mm-hmm. You can say Nevada. My friend Kim, who lives Navage. in Nevada, was like, it's Nevada. Nevada. Navage. Nevada. Navage. Do you know what Navage is? Of course I do. Larry and I can't stop laughing at it. It's this weird thing. Okay. So sometimes you find yourself watching television and they play the same commercials over and over. One of which for, this was like last year, Christmas or year before Christmas. No, like four years ago, five years ago. Oh, they came out with this thing called Navage. And it was when Sean and I were doing the neti pot. But it was like a squeezy bottle. Just to be clear, I did the neti pot once and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You did a few times. But yeah. Why would you waterboard yourself? Well, if you do it correctly, you don't. And Sean choked and couldn't deal with it. Homeopathic medicine sometimes is suspect. Anyways, the, I did the neti pot thing for quite a while and I, I thought I did a good job. And but what is it doing? It's rinsing out your nasal passages of any pollutants and uh, snot and other 
other gunk, other things. Okay. You just talked about a guy putting a rope through his body. So like, I didn't say it was a good idea. People do all sorts of things, Sean. One of which is that is the navage of the butthole. Po- oh no, that's called an enema. So navage is this thing that you plug bo- <laughs> up to both your nostrils, and it pushes water in one and sucks it out the other. And Larry and I were like, that's aggressive. Like we were watching this infomercial about Navage. And you have to look it up. It's N-A-V-A-G-E. It's well, horrible. First of all, they, they, so marketing teams mm-hmm. have to come up with how to sell the sots, uh, the snot sucker, you know, basically. Yeah, which is called a snot. I'd actually buy the snot suck- sucker more than I would the Navage. Right. Yeah. And the way they say it, Navage, as it's, if it's some sort of exotic. Yeah. Like, like it's like a fancy purse or something. It's pretty creepy. Or Navage. Like, or like a spa. Yeah, anyway. So this podcast is brought to you by Navage. Wash your nuts. Oh, not your nuts. Wash your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that out. Why? I don't know. It's, it's like- a Freudian slip of sorts. Okay. Where how did we get off on Navage first of all? I'm easily distracted. <laughs> So it's the seventh largest city. Oh, Illinois and Nevada. That's how we got okay, into it. Yeah, yeah. Nevada and Illinois. Anyway, I'm sure they're used um, they're used to weddings. Although I wouldn't recommend having a destination wedding there because if you're going to have a wedding in a city in Illinois without having any relationship to it, it might as well be Chicago. Okay. I agree. Chicago is a beautiful city. I don't have any family holiday traditions other than singing off-key Christmas carols while my deaf grandpa plays the piano. <laughs> I would pay to see and hear this. Home for and the per- holidays. And pretending to enjoy my grandma's saltless mashed potatoes. Saltless. God, that's so depressing. So but I do gross. have a message for Kristoff if you're able to pass it on. Well, we are passing it on because Kristoff is pa- listening, I hope. We're going to pass it on right now. And then we actually have a letter from Kristoff. So here we go. It says, hi, Kristoff. I heard several of the letters you've sent into the pod and have become invested in your life in Austria. I'm currently learning German in school and I love it. I want to study abroad in Germany, Austria, or Switzerland when I'm in college. They're all beautiful places. I reckon. Well, we haven't been to Austria, but Switzerland and Germany are beautiful. And hopefully one day be fluent in German. Although I have no German blood in my body and honestly can't remember why I signed up to take German. I'm so glad I did and have become extremely interested in the language and culture of German-speaking countries. So thank you for allowing me to learn more until um, I can visit one day. And then it says, tschüss. Did I say that right? Chus? Tschüss? <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. I have no idea what that means. Never is that your phone before. making that noise? It's a weird noise. It says, LA is running out of ambulances. Angelinos should celebrate New Year's indoors at home by herself. No shit, Sherlock. That's what my, I just got an update. That's crazy. Jesus. Anyway, thanks and hope you have a great day, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Says, P.S. The catchphrase of the Olsen twins at Full House was, You got it, dude. Uh, I was dying when you were trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of reminds me of Big Mouth and the the like old crippled hormone monster. He's like, You got it, dude. He says that. Yeah. It's really funny. Thank you. Thank you, Anna, for clearing that up. Moving into our final letter. Are you ready? Oh, we have a final letter. <laughs> we have a final letter. It's the last one I have on my list here. Okay. Hi, Katie and Sean. Greetings from Austria. Uh, It's Christoph. Hello. Dearest pen pal. In the beginning of lockdown 3.0, shops will be closed until mid-January again. I know our restaurants in LA are closed until February and they're suing. Do I hear a march? Anyone? Do I hear a march? Oh, no. Don't even say it. No, let's go march. Don't even put it out there. Okay. Also, let's not go march because the virus is upon us. Can we do a Zoom march? Perhaps. Why don't we just take 
to social media in a positive way. Where Taking we, it to the, the streets. streets. That Michael McDonald's where we, like, a real support dreamboat. people doing good things and like lift them up versus shit on people. Yep. Okay. Anyways, shops will be closed until mid-January again, and we have a strict stay-home orders until then. It wears on me now. Um, as it means that rehearsals with my band will have to wait another few weeks. I know. I'm so sorry. We feel that too. But let's move on to brighter topics. I agree. New Year's traditions. Ah. Are you ready? Yes. They are diverse around the world as much as Christmas traditions. So here's a glimpse of how we celebrate this in Austria. At this point, is Christoph a staff writer? I think so. We should be paying him. Right. We don't make make much money off of this, but we could probably pay like $5. Yeah. Tourism. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, did we have a ad read today we do not have an ad read today <gasps> although i did not uh submit us for an ad read that's fine so that's the way it works is i have to submit the podcast mm. and then um but sometimes i don't put them in because i don't agree with who the sponsors are potentially yeah that's so I, I look at a list every week and i'm like do i really want to tell my audience about magic crystals no nope do i want to tell them about a new body soap not no. really their soap probably works just fine <laughs> It's I true. thought the sneakers were cool. The sneakers were fucking cool. But, um, you only, know, so I'm only just... Only cool, unique, new things or things that could be helpful. I respect the audience. So when I... Yeah, only if it's things I like. It's not you, it's me. I'm yawning because I'm talking. It's okay. probably me. Is it common to have a little or bigger party at New Year's Eve with a lot of alcohol? Oh, it is common, not is it. I was, oh. I was like, why? This isn't the question. Is it... It is common to have a little or bigger party at New Year's Eve with a lot of alcohol and some nice traditions. One is Blegiesen. Blegiesen? Blegiesen? Gessen? Hey, man. I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, is Blegiesen lead, lead pouring? Lead pouring? Little metal casts are melted on the spoon above a candle and then tossed into cold water. The outcome is really strange looking uh, forms from which the oh. whole party tries to read the future of the person. It's like reading tea leaves. I dig it. This is I cool. love this. Blegis Geisen? We're going to play this tonight. We're going to find some metal to melt and we're going <laughs> to splash it in some. Mm. That, the instructions say take metal, melt <laughs> it on a spoon above yep. a candle, yep. toss it into cold water. Listen, and then it takes a form. If we do get burned though, Chris, where do we send our medical bills? <laughs> Do we send them to Austria? No, I think you send them to uh, STFU. Right. Okay. Uh, the party tries to read the future of the person. Of course, it is never really obvious what it is, but it is a lot of fun. Another another typical thing are small biscuits formed like fish. I guess the fish being a lucky symbol, but I never remember. If you have to start to eat them from, um, oh, from the head or from the tail. So one's lucky, like which way you eat it from uh. the tail or from the head. He never remembers. Or if you eat them before or after midnight, we're not sure. Of course, fireworks are crazy on New Year's night. Uh, same here. And although accidents happen, like shooting into the neighbor's window or fingers <laughs> torn off. It was an accident. I'm oops, sorry, see, Dave. You've been kind of a dickwad this year. Sorry, yeah. just reminding you. Maybe you should turn your stereo down and the rockets wouldn't come through your window. You know, <laughs> but even if you call the cops on this, they will not show up unless it's a really bad accident. Because there's like, get over it. Stop complaining, Sally yeah. from next door. Toughen up. It was only one rocket. Said. It scared you and it burned the tree a little, but you're fine. Yeah. Um, and dog owners like me are not happy about the craziness as one of our dogs is really very afraid. I yeah. know. It's bad for animals. It's really scary. I didn't scary. even consider this growing up, but now as an adult, I'm like. Yeah. My mom gives Charlotte CBD and it helps her. It's like a CBD doggy treat thing. So then when the dog is lighting off the fireworks later on, he doesn't freak out when, you know. Because dogs play with fireworks too. 100%. Yeah. But their fur is very flammable. No. 
Charlotte gets really anxious. She shakes. And so my mom puts the thunder jacket, I think it's called, on her that has like this strap that's really tight to help her feel like contained. And then she gives her CBD and it's like chicken flavor or something. It smells really funny. Chicken but, flavor CBD but she's like, sounds pretty good. And then she chills out. Just chill, man, chill. Okay. So yeah, they do get very afraid. It says, we usually prepare a bed for him in the bathroom, which has no outside windows, and turn on the radio. My mom, yeah, I turn on the TV and stuff, make it noisy. So he does not get all the noise. Although now he's 12 years old and starting to lose his hearing. So he's a lot calmer. <laughs> That's true. One of the perks. Me too, buddy. Me too. Yeah. The new year in Austria is traditionally rang in by the plumberin. Plumberin? Pumerin? I added an L for just for shits and yeah. giggles. The Pumerin. The biggest church bell in Austria from St. Stephen's Cathedral in Vienna. Pumerin? Pumerin? I don't know. Sounds you let right. me know. Uh, I'm reading it like Puma shoes. The Pomeranian. Pomeranian. Of course, they play only a recording in the radio and on TV and then the waltz on the blue... Oh, Blue Danube. Danube. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, who did that? By John Johann Strauss. Yeah, Strauss. Okay. Usually there's thousands of people celebrating the new year there. But of course, at midnight, the waltz is obligatory. You must dance. I don't know how to waltz. To On the Blue Danube. I love it. Okay. There are also little gifts exchanged, mostly small in the form of some lucky symbols, like a four-leafed clover, pigs, chimney sweepers. That's so funny. I find, because in the States, we don't do a lot of good luck symbol things. Lucky rabbit's foot? Yeah. You give those out on Easter. You got yeah. Don't you do that? No. Oh, yeah. In Canada, we give out, um, in your Easter basket, you get a couple of eggs and the rabbit's foot on a keychain. What? Yeah. It's good luck. I don't think we do that. I've Happy Easter. Done. The rabbit showed up, left you the eggs, this and got one of his rabbit. feet. It's because in Canada, the the history of that is that uh, the fur trappers, mm. you know, they, 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 mm -hmm. they, they capture the animal usually in a snare. Um, and it gets the foot. Yeah. Which Oof, is funny because they're snaring the hair. They get the foot. <laughs> You put it in the Easter basket. It's like, I hope that you have a profitable future. Like you have a lot of uh, yeah, animal like a lot fur, of a lot of animal yeah. pelts. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So, okay, there's one. So, um, but it says they g you give all these lucky symbols often in edible form. So probably like chocolates and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't want to eat the rabbit's foot. Nothing not big. A... Just a sign that you wish the other person luck in the new year. On New Year's Day, it is common to watch the New Year's concert of the Vienna Philharmonics. So much art and culture. I love it. They play some waltzes and similar stuff from the 19th century. And of course, the highlight is again, the waltz on the blue Danube. This is somewhat a secret hymn in Australia. On TV, it's accompanied by a dance performance of the state opera ballet. Really nice. That sounds very lovely. It sounds I do love brow. the ballet. I do too. Oh, I do didn't. You? Well. Because you were not looking forward to the, when we had to. Not had to, but part of your work was you got those tickets to whipped cream or what was it called? Uh, yes, whipped whip cream. And mm -hmm. it is the American, American Ballet, Ballet Theater mm -hmm. uh, teaming up with Mark Ryden, the uh, the artist. Yeah. And so the costumes, you guys, were just amazing. And ABT is just amazing anyway. Everybody yeah. knows that. But um, That's where I, Misty Copeland is, mm -hmm. was the, uh, the prima ballerina. Yeah. I don't know if she still is. I don't know if she, I don't know if she is either. That is a good question. But... Um, but yeah. I love the ballet because it's, they're just so, it's so difficult. I know how difficult it is. And it, it shows you what humans are capable of. Mm -hmm. You could be chasing a cheese wheel down a hill, <laughs> tumbling ass over tea kettle, or you could be a dancer. Both are graceful. You could be I like, think. we called her, you know, gray shirted redhead. Yeah. Or she's the Misty, Misty Copeland, Copeland. <laughs> of cheese rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank all my fans for the flowers. She's got her arm in a sling. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Okay, it says, and then there's a traditional New Year's ski jumping contest in Germany, which is also watched by many people as it's part of the Four Hills Tournament, which goes from December 26th to January 6th in Germany and Austria. This is my jump like on skis like yeah long so i've seen this before on youtube like red, you jump from bull? austria into germany <laughs> you, you don't eat there you have to hit the jump really this is fast. a very popular event on tv probably as there's not much of other sports on tv during this time most of these traditions can actually be upheld in the pandemic there will be no parties but you can celebrate in your fam with your family with all of this although in our family we traditionally watch some old austrian movies on new year's but at midnight the church bells and the waltz are a must how beautiful i love it yeah maybe we'll have to waltz so i guess especially with fortune telling traditions we are all wrong about 2020 but 2021 will be a new game and things will improve i'm looking uh, with a good feeling to the new year but it might still take some time hope you're doing well love your podcast and sending you my best wishes christoph thanks hey, christoph dude. that was Thank super you. cool i love the waltz i i think it was an excellent letter maybe not your best but pretty are we you know, rating letters now? no i'm just joking <laughs> uh, i think it's excellent that he, he wrote that it it reminds me that that there are there's a lot of culture out there. Things yeah. you can access that are great. I just thought... So did you turn it around now? You're feeling more positive? I am feeling more positive. <laughs> Thank you, Christoph. <laughs> but cool. I like that someone else wrote in about our best pen pal. Yeah, about Christoph. Yeah. That's, they want to learn... Ger well, they're learning German, but they want to like be in the German culture. I think culture. we're building a community. I think it's hap the, the community. It's happening. Yeah. So exciting. It is. Um, so it's 2021 shortly. Yeah. And we'll be in a few hours here. We're going to make some ribs. We're going to have some cheese and crackers. Mm, and we are going to make vino some bambinos. And um, yeah, I guess my hope for 2021 is that we get to find a way to visit our family because I think that's important. And a year doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot. You know, a lot can happen in a year. And that we find a way to get outdoors more and... Start living? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not even that we didn't live, but... but take this time to do things that we really want to do um, and just spend less energy doing things that don't serve us. I have a heartwarming story about 2020 and What's it just that? came to light. Um, but I, I also have great, not great expectations for 2021, but I, I, I just, I'm ready to give a hope for better. Yeah. For more. I have a hope for better. And I think that as much as we see, you know, a lot of doom and gloom, I think there's a lot of people who are taking stock of things and, and looking forward and saying, you know mm -hmm. what? Um, I, I hear a lot of positivity as well. Yeah. So that, that, that's nice. Uh, but I want to leave this story with like a, or not this story, but today's episode with a, an interesting story. Okay. Um, so I was talking to my dad and he went to visit my sister for uh, Christmas mm -hmm. And so, uh, my brother-in-law, Mark, his mom, uh, is, is not doing so well. She, she's, yeah, she's ailing. She's at a, is she in hospice or just, yeah, it's palliative, uh, palliative care. care? Wonderful woman, by the way. Yeah, um, Mrs. C, Mrs. C is, is great. She's great. Uh, she used to hold this dinner over the holidays, um, where we do the scampathon and is it like shrimp scampi. Yeah. And it was all you could eat. And so it was kind of, you know, not gratuitous, but we were, we, we would stuff ourselves mm -hmm. with like these little lobster tails. It was amazing. And, um, uh, sorry, get a little, a, we would have this great time at, at her, at her house during the holidays when I was younger, she's not doing so well. She's in mm -hmm. palliative care. And unfortunately during the pandemic, you can't see, you can't go in and can't people see people in hospitals or, or, you know, because yeah, we all it takes is one person yeah, and the whole place uh, gets or old infected folks homes or whatnot, yeah, you know, so they're dangerous. trying to, so my dad, my sister, the boys, uh, my brother-in-law, Mark, 
they go to see Mrs. C. I should be looking at the camera. They, they go to see Mrs. C and um, they're only allowed to go in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then Mrs. C would you know come to the window to, the to window see to them. See. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's the holidays and, and there's a lot of people in, in this building, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, on the floor above Mrs. C, there, there's a, uh, a wing of people who all have Alzheimer's. Oh, so my dad and everyone is out. Did the they think they were their family? Yeah. So <laughs> the nurses were really quick Aww. thinking you're like, you know what? Because who cares? As long as they feel good about it, I don't exactly. care. Give so them the, a good moment. The nurses went and got all the, the, the people with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. As my family is waving to uh, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. C. C in her room, the nurses got all the people with Alzheimer's like, your family's here. Go look outside the window, Aww. you know. And so they all went to the window and they're all waving and you know oh that's cute it, i know it seems like you can giggle because you're like but it wasn't their family but does it matter a, if you feel like it's family and you're like and you've been trapped inside that's it and and it was it, it was sad to hear but it, yeah, it makes it you made, cry but you know it's you're, also feel you're good, like you're, like, you're laughing and crying mm-hmm. and um my dad said i stood there crying i don't know why i'm crying he says but i'm waving to, to strangers and i'm waving to people <laughs> on the other floor and i felt really special myself yeah you know like the simple act of waving at somebody, um, whether it's Mrs. C or the people on the other floor, and there's this this connection that humans have that can't be broken. No, and you need, I think... And, um, and, and sorry. No, I was just saying you need that connection. You do. And I think that's why they were like, hey, we'll have them look out because even though it wasn't their family, it doesn't, it doesn't mean they can't enjoy it and they can't... Uh, get what they were needing because being stuck inside that's been the hardest thing about this whole pandemic is people can't see each other and we need that and so and it goes both ways it's like you sometimes when you give back to something you get more out of it than you gave and that's kind of what your dad is like I felt special myself like I felt good being able to do this yeah even though that wasn't the intention it was a wonderful side effect and then everybody feels better and there's humanity there whether yeah. the, the people on the second floor who who's marbles aren't all there yeah they still have that need yeah you know like it's 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 so important to to connect with people yeah and i think in some ways that's what uh for me at least and i think for you because we talk about this podcast when we're not filming like what are we doing i don't know we're just it's a stream (laughs) of consciousness it's not everyone's uh flavor but it's our flavor and there's a lot of people that are watching and i think through the the pandemic especially we've been able to connect and build a community and i I just want to I, I appreciate uh, the people who watch and listen. And, and I think that story about that I just told uh-huh. shares, there's parallels with with us and an audience when people send things. And so I, I, I really appreciate that. On an up note, um, we've started a new family business and, and um, my dad and the rest of the family. I was going go to go around to different old folks homes and wave. And just to... wave, you know, like what's <laughs> Not really a business, from... just like a a. It's a volunteer giving back. Yeah, giving back. Not a business, right? But like a, a new family affair. You know, you just yeah. go to the old folks' homes and wave. And maybe that's our our service, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe we go. We just and, go and wave at them. They'll probably get on the, the speaker and be like, uh, I'd like to talk to the nurse, please. There's some weird people. Out they just keep showing wave. up, waving at people in the window. They think they're so special, but they're really just a, <laughs> Get the creeps. I'm waving back to them because I'm polite, but I, can you get them to go away? I know. I'm but I think we all need that kind of connection. Yeah, I think it's important. The audience has, not even just with the podcast, but for me, I was actually going to write something um, on Patreon just because it's a safe, it's our little safe community. But it's like, it keeps, I think it's kept us going. It's kept me going 
this year because we don't have connectivity that much in our regular life. So it's nice to be able to have conversations with people online and, and connect with everybody because we need that. It's it's a human need. It's just a basic human need. Yep. So thank you guys for sending all your letters. Thank you for a wonderful year. We're almost a year into this podcast. It'll be... We're it was four actually, episodes off. Didn't we start creating this right before the pandemic hit or right around that time? Yeah, it's a good time to start a new business <laughs> venture anytime, you know, world disaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, this is 48 and there's 52 weeks so. in the year unless, of course, I'm wrong about that. No, I'm just kidding. It's 52 weeks in a year. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're wow. getting now. We're off. Crazy, yeah. Wild. What are we going to do for the next um, the next year? I don't know, honey, one day at a time. We're going to uh, change the name of the podcast. We're no. going to change no. the field. Am I going to sit over there? If you want to. Lots of changes coming so, in the future. Well, hopefully we're finding a home and moving so we have more space and we get some dogs. Okay. Well, we'll save that. Um, Happy New Year. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget no. to leave comments. Send us in. <laughs> where we send. If you're wondering where do you get these letters from, it's otdmpod at gmail.com. You can send in your letters and information, anything you want to tell us. We would love to listen and learn. Have a wonderful new year. We'll see you next week. So we're not gone for that long. No, we're not gone. But, but happy new year. We love you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.